It is Tuesday, October 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone line 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday. He addressed the media today, so we're going to get his thoughts on the upcoming game against Western Kentucky. Plus, uh, we're going to hear from Levi Brown. We'll get his thoughts as well. I love talking to Levi Brown. Haven't done that in a little while. So we get to catch up with him. We spent like 10 minutes talking to him today, and you're going to hear almost all of those 10 minutes. That's how good it was. So we're going to talk to him later on and coming up. We've got Larry Crump coming in. He is the Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for the Marshall University Alumni Association. Uh, Little-known fact here, little-known fact, homecoming is coming up. we got the parade coming. we got the bonfire coming. we got, of course, the homecoming game against Western Kentucky. The fact alone that it's homecoming and it's Western Kentucky. That right there, that, I don't know, if that was just a quirk of the schedule or that was designed, Western Kentucky is your homecoming opponent. I love it. And to beat them on homecoming would be great. But that's just me. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, I, I'm going to see. I'm going to find out from Larry if they kind of they worked it that way. Uh, we got a lot of big news coming up. And we first got to talk about basketball because for Herd fans, this is going to be a big chance for you tonight. Herd Madness is taking place tonight. Over at the Henderson Center, 7 o'clock is when it starts. You've got both the men and women's basketball teams going to be there. Uh, they're going to have a three-point contest, dunk contest. Uh, there's going to be autograph session. They'll do some giveaways as well. So uh, my, it's mainly a fan event, mainly set up for the fans, give you a chance to go see the herd, get excited, get some autographs. doesn't last that long. Should be fun tonight. That's coming up at uh, 7 o'clock over at the Henderson Center. And then you've got the big news of the day. I, I don't know if it's big news in the sense that it's a groundbreaking or if it's big news in the sense that it's finally a groundbreaking because it was announced that Marshall's going to break ground on their baseball stadium Saturday morning, 10.30 a.m., it's going to be over on the Old Flint Group Pigments property in Huntington. You know where that's at. If you don't, it's between 3rd and 5th Avenue. And it's going to be the site of the new stadium. And I've seen some of the artist drawings. I saw the, the picture that they have over on HerdZone.com. I don't know if that's going to be the final design, but it's pretty sharp looking if it is. Desperately needed. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, how desperately needed it is. But uh, this is going to be really, uh, I think, a showcase for baseball, not just collegiately, but opens up some opportunities. I don't know what the minor league opportunities will be. I know there's some talk of restructuring minor league baseball, so I don't know what those opportunities may be for Marshall or Huntington. Maybe with some restructuring, maybe there is an opportunity. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but you're going to have a world-class facility. And you know what a world-class facility does? It helps your student-athletes. Look at men's soccer. I think the latest soccer poll came out was 
having the herd at 15. I mean, look at the soccer facility has done for Marshall. It's attracted better players. It's attracted more fan interest because you actually have a comfortable place to go watch, and it's helping grow the sport at Marshall University. So can't wait to see what baseball does. And 3,500 seats, I mean, that's plenty of seats, I think, for a baseball program at the college level, especially in Huntington. I think that's plenty of seats. Uh, That'll be great. And you can host some tournaments there as well. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I really uh, tip my hat off to Mike Hamrick, what he's been able to do, because that's been something that's been just a, a, a sore spot for Marshall Athletics for years. And that's not just been a an issue that Mike Hamrick's had to deal with. That's been an issue that athletic departments uh, for a long time have had to deal with, always making the promise, hey, we're going to get you a baseball park. We're going to get you a baseball park. And finally, you got a baseball park that's coming. So congratulations to them, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, what this thing looks like when it's uh, fully built. Uh, It's going to be a beauty, that's for sure. I'm excited. I mean, think of it. Evening baseball, get off work. Maybe there's a baseball game in the evening. Go drive by. Catch some herd baseball, afternoon businessman special. You know, you can have one of those now and then. I think that'll be fantastic as well. So you got plenty of opportunities uh, to see baseball now that it's actually going to be in downtown Huntington. It's going to be on campus as well. So uh, the students, I would hope, would turn out for that is for sure. But uh, definitely baseball fans uh, have been waiting for a baseball park for a long time. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little Marshall football. We got Levi Brown coming up. Levi Brown, one of my favorite players to talk to. We're going to break down this Marshall game, get his thoughts on the game with Western Kentucky. It's a big rivalry game. This is one you circle on the calendar. If you're a Herd fan, you know when Marshall plays Western Kentucky. And it's getting to the point where Western Kentucky, I mean, they circle this one too. It's been back and forth. The games always seem to mean something. There's a lot on the line here. Marshall could control their own destiny by beating Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, they could almost lock it up for the East Division if they could beat Marshall. They're undefeated in conference right now. Marshall's got the one loss. Even if Marshall didn't have the one loss, it would mean a lot because these two teams always seem to be settling something or at least uh, controlling each other's destiny. I'm excited. We'll talk to Levi Brown later on. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday. Don't forget, uh, we're going to talk homecoming. That's right. Larry Crum is going to be joining us, Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for the Marshall University Alumni Association. When we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Tuesday is one of my favorite days when it comes to covering Marshall football because uh, usually I get a chance to catch up with Levi Brown, the center, Thundering Herd, and today was one of those days. So got to talk to him earlier. We talked about the upcoming game with Western Kentucky, talked a little bit about Brendan Knox as well. And usually at this point in the week, players have got a little film study. Sometimes they get an early peek at the film, but by this time, They've seen some film. They've had opportunity to go back, do some film study on their own. So they have a good idea of the upcoming opponent. So that was the first thing I asked Levi. How was film study progressing? At first, you know, you watch film and it's, you watch certain games. Obviously, like we watch games that the coaches tell us is the best to watch because of formations that offense uses and, and so on and so forth. But the first game of the season, they had a completely different identity than what they have these past three or four games. So. Um, you know, we have, they have potential to get in a lot of different fronts, but 
for the past three or four games, they've been pretty stationary in their fronts. And I think it's because these past two games, they've had some injuries on the D-line. Their Two of their defensive tackles have been out for a game or so now. But I mean, you know, they have the potential to get in a lot of different fronts and they just haven't been doing it here as of lately. But I mean, what they've been doing as of lately has been really successful for them still also. So um, they're obviously a really good, really coached defense. And, you know, they don't, they don't let people run the ball on them. And, that's one big thing we've been doing so well this season. So I think we're up for a, a good match in this game with their run-stop defense and our run offense. I followed it up, kind of wanted to get an idea of who stood out the Levi when he was watching the film. Uh, like their D lineman that, that did get hurt, um, he's a good player. They've got a couple a couple young guys on the edge just playing, playing DN for them that are, are really good really good pass rushers. Um, number 10, I think it is. He's a, a young guy who's, who's really athletic and – very comparable to a number 97 for ODU two weeks ago. Just a, a guy who's really long, really tall, and just always around the ball in a good way. So um, their safety, uh, Key, I think his last name is, he screams down the box and, and can make plays in the run game as well as cover on the back end. So uh, they've got players on their defense, you know, willing to make plays at any point in time. It's just, you know, how do we stay away from those guys and, and play our game? And thankfully, Western Kentucky has a numeric roster, so I can go right here and go, uh, who's number 10? Well, on the offensive side, it's uh, Stephen Duncan. He's one of the quarterbacks. And then on the uh, – I'm sorry, on the offensive side, defensive side, it's D'Angelo Malone. So, I love players. They go number 10, number 15. It, they don't know – it's numbers. They're just looking at numbers. So, this is Western Kentucky. This game means something, Right. Marshall and Western Kentucky, these two have gone after each other, back and forth. Games mean something. Games usually hurt when you when you lose to the other team. So there's something going on here. It's not the 100 miles of hate between Marshall and Middle Tennessee, but what this game is is a huge game between Marshall and Western Kentucky. So when I talked to Levi, I wanted to know, hey, um, what does this game mean to you? It's a, it's definitely a week that not only the fan circle, I think, you know, our locker room will, will circle this game also. Um, it's not necessarily an, an old rivalry like the OU game or like the Miami of Ohio games. You know, it's not one of those rivalries where, you know, everyone's grown up hating this team. It's something that's kind of just, just happened. And I think it's cool to be a part of a rivalry that's still young, that's kind of still just now coming on the scene. But, I mean, for the five years that I've been here now, it's – it started one year before that in the 2014 season, and, and everyone, you know, the hatred was so big my true freshman year just because it was so fresh on everyone's mind. And, um, you know, it's we've won two in a row, and before that they won two in a row. So, I mean, even though they're still winning the, the series right now, I think like four to three or something like that, I've got no clue what the series comes down to. But, I mean, it's a competitive game, and it's always going to be a competitive game. If you take away the 2016 game, it's um, it's pretty much down to the wire on who wins. On It's a coin flip. It's a, it's always a really competitive game. So, um, But we can't take that game out. You know, that's still fresh in people's mind also. That's my freshman year when we got the brakes beat off of a 60-6 to six at home. It's just it's as bad as it gets almost. So um, just the fact that it's still a really young rivalry and, and all these guys that are – in the program now get to experience and hear about, you know, what happened and, and, and I can relay it to them. I can say like, yeah, like I was, I was a part of that team. I was part of that team and I, and I saw this and, you know, it's so cool just to, to hand that down to guys that, that weren't here or didn't see it. For the record, the official record of this series is Marshall leading six to four 
including a 4-2 mark in Huntington. That's the official record. Uh, Levi did not have game notes in front of him, so he doesn't know what the record is. All he needs to know is uh, going 0-1. Now, this game means something, as we've established. Marshall's been successful as of late. There have been times when Marshall, as Levi mentioned, basically got beat down. I mean, right? We, We know that feeling. So, Marshall's been successful as of late against Western Kentucky. So the question was asked to Levi if that fire, you know, between these two, is that still going to be there for at least for Western Kentucky after the way Marshall won? It was a close game last year. And Marshall wins the way it goes down. There's Levi's thoughts. Uh, I mean, he's not in their locker room, but, I mean, you can pretty much assume uh, these guys are going to remember. Okay, so uh, we do not have that cut. Let's uh, cut 18, Gabriel. See if you got that for me. If not, we'll move on. Okay, so it's working, but it's not. Let's skip. Before uh, we're doing business on the air, I apologize. Uh, Do you actually have the play line up? Is it up? When you on the board, is it is the play line up, Gabriel? Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, let's skip the game night. Uh, let's go to cut nineteen. Let's skip the cut nineteen. Again, sorry, we're doing business on the air only because, well, we're live. <laughs> All right, uh, staying focused. That's going to be very important for Marshall, and especially with a game like this and homecoming. A lot of activities. We're going to talk about those homecoming activities later, but there's a lot of importance with this game as far as the rivalry aspect, the standings are concerned, and uh, Levi talked about how he and the team are staying focused. I think Doc does a really good job of it before every practice and after every practice. He tries to kind of have us lock back in and let us know that you can't go win a conference championship without going 1-0 every week. So and at this point in time, you know, even though even though it is kind of open for anyone in Conference USA, like if one team loses and the other team wins and someone else is in first place, that's just how it is when you're in Conference USA. It's a very competitive league. But um, just the fact that Doc kind of sets us down and and, and kind of puts it back into our head that you, you can't win a conference championship without winning this week. And he's done it the past three weeks. So I think what he's doing and, and kind of letting everyone know that, you know, long-term goals are going to come long-term, but short-term goals are going to happen right now. So... It's kind of, like I said, the thing where it's just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. You can't win a conference championship without winning the week. And I think he's done a really good job at, at keeping everyone's mindset the same in that aspect. Turning your attention to um, what the herd's been doing, at least on the field of play itself. Marshall's been pretty good the last few weeks. They're pretty balanced on offense, run game, pass game. It's, you know, it's not a one-dimensional team. And teams are going to try to come in and make Marshall one-dimensional. I mean, Marshall's been very successful on the run. The pass game is picking up. With a team like Western Kentucky, very good on the run defense, uh, the question was asked, how do you continue to not allow teams to make you one-dimensional? You've almost kind of just got to grab a gear. You know, whenever uh, a team like ODU, like they were really good at stopping the run against Virginia Tech, against Virginia, against really big programs that have great offensive lines and, and great running backs. But the thing is – We've got so many different 
playmakers that we can put in different spots to make different motions happen, to make them think a speed sweep's coming this way whenever we're going to split the tight end, like a split flow kind of deal, and then insert a running back on the inside zone. So we've got a lot of different ways that we can still run our bread and butter, which is the inside zone. We've just got to find which way is going to work that night, and, and that's just kind of how it plays into it. You know, if you watch the FAU game, our first quarter, our first half almost, we didn't have as many run, run, like running yards until our 93-yard drive all on the ground in two minutes somehow. But we weren't doing too well because we were doing something on the backside that we thought was going to be really successful because FAU hasn't seen it all not all week, like all year actually. So we pulled that out of our back pockets and turns out that like they were really ready for that. So we had to readjust, go to the sidelines, draw something else up, and then have a tight end fill in somewhere else to to make an adjustment where we were able to be able to be more successful to run the ball. And you know, once we finally got things clicking, it worked out really well. And I think we can do the same thing this week. We just got to be on our toes and be ready to make adjustments for how we're going to run the ball. All right, there's a follow-up question of that, asking Levi if uh, part of the team's success is just sticking with the run game. If it doesn't work, doesn't work, then keep going until you, you find a way to make it work. Is, is that the key to the success? The good thing, I think, about Coach Cramsey and, and my relationship is the fact that if something's not going right, I can come over and, and he trusts me and I trust him. We have a very tight relationship where I can kind of talk to him about what I'm seeing and, and he values my opinion a lot. So if I come off and tell him like, hey, this is not working at all, him and I will sit down and try and draw something up. Or me, him, and Coach Atkins, or I'll get on the phone with Coach Siegler up here in the box and we'll just have a small conversation about what we think could do better in the run game. So, um, and that's kind of grown. You know, last year it happened some in the Western game where I would talk to him a little bit. And then we finally got things turned and it turned out to be such a great game. But early in the year, you know, things were different. Like it wasn't just necessarily like, hey, let me listen to Levi. Cause I mean, no one wants to hear everything from a player. It's not how it goes. But, you know, our relationship's grown so much already this year to the point where he's trusting me a lot more and I'm trusting him a lot more. So we can make adjustments based on what I see. And, and Coach Siegler up in the box helps a lot with his views also. So um, it's a big trust thing in our, in our offense, I think. We're listening to Senator Levi Brown as we're previewing Marshall in Western Kentucky. And Levi is one of the main reasons uh, that things are successful on that offensive line. He's the center. He's up front. He's right there. And part of Marshall's success with that line has been the running game. They've been able to open up holes and, and get guys like Brendan Knox open. Now, Brendan earlier this week named Offensive Player of the Week by Conference USA. So I asked Levi about his success and just how good it feels knowing that the offensive line, him, those guys up front, you all, as I was asking him, are like, hey, your guys are the reason that the, the holes are getting opened up. And here's his response. You know, when your running back ever gets a, a big award like that, it almost it reflects on an offensive line, obviously. And even though, you know, we'll get no notification for that, we know it. Just the fact that he got the award means something to us in the first place. So um, Knox is obviously a, a great person as well as a great running back. He's the kind of guy that's always going to do his job and never complain about anything because he's always going to have a positive attitude about everything around him. So uh, Knox brings a lot to this offense, and more importantly, he brings a level-headedness to, to things necessarily. Whenever things get out of hand, Knox will kind of have everyone listen. Like He's like, we're going to turn this drive out. We're going to do what we do best and, and go down the field methodically and, and do what we do. And, you know, he hasn't been wrong a lot. So uh, just having a guy like Brandon Knox in our backfield that's so, so important and and so talented to be able to make plays happen the way he does and just be a great guy overall also. He's a, he's a complete running back and someone that we really enjoy as an offensive line. 
All right, I got a couple more cuts before uh, we take break, and uh, these next two are pretty fun. Uh, Levi, he's um, he's got a unique spot on the field. He can just go out there and um, and watch, open up the hole. Knox goes through it. You can watch it, and I just wanted to know from him how fun is it just watching Brendan Knox go. It's unreal because as an offensive line, you're responsible for your guy and, and your linebacker or so. So we'll block. We've got five people and we can block five or six with our tight end. So we'll block our five or our six. And there's two safeties high and he's got to make a play on one of them to at least get maybe six yards. Well, you watch him break a linebacker tackle, then stiff arm a safety, then hurdle over someone and then go 30 yards. So just to be able to see that happen off his extra efforts is, is unreal. And you really love to watch it pay off for someone so great like Knox. And finally, um, there was a question asked of Levi because these guys go back, watch the film. They go and look at all the plays. They grade the film. And one of the questions was asked is, like, what's that room like when you guys go back and watch that film and you guys watch Knox and you see all the things he's doing? Levi kind of had a, a pretty humorous response to that. Oh, you can see it during a play. That's what makes it so cool is I'm standing 10 yards behind Knox and I'll watch him shove someone into the ground, and it's like, jeez, man, take it easy. But he doesn't by any means. Then we get together as an offensive line and watch the film on Sundays after our lift. And obviously we'll watch ourselves and try and see what we can do better and stuff like that. But you can't help but to watch Brendan Knox break a run like that. And it's just, you know, wow. Because he's so strong. And he might not have, like everyone says, like the 4-3 the breakaway speed, but it doesn't matter because no one wants to tackle him, that man, come fourth quarter. And that's just – that's what he does best, and, and we take a lot of pride in, in making holes for him, for him to do things like that. I don't want to tackle him second quarter. I don't want to tackle him third quarter. When we come back from break, Larry Crump, I, I'll tackle him. He's no Brendan Knox. I'll tackle him. He's the Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for the Marshall University Alumni Association. He's going to join me in studio next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We want to welcome to the program now Larry Crum. He's the Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for the Marshall University Alumni Association. I mean, your title grows. It just seems to get longer and longer every time I talk to you. It does. It does. I uh, I stay busy around here. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been great. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. We haven't done this in a while. And, we uh, haven't. You've been busy. That's the problem. Yeah, we've been a little bit busy. There's a couple things going on this week. Um, homecoming, I think that's a thing, right? Yeah, homecoming Saturday. It's uh, it's an exciting one. We got Marshall and Beyond, which is the theme this year. And uh, looking at the past, present, and future of Marshall University, we're going to be taking a look at where Marshall was, where they are right now, and the big dreams for where we can go in the future. Okay, I'm going to get into that theme with you in a second, but I just need to know, was it deliberate that Western Kentucky was made homecoming opponent? Well, I can't really uh, say it was deliberate, but uh, let's just say that we're excited to have Western Kentucky coming in. It's going to be a big game, and we're really excited about that one. Okay, confirmation, it was deliberate. <laughs> I, I can say that. You can't. That's a, that's a good game, though. I mean, that's a game that a lot of fan interest. I mean, you want to have a, a game for homecoming that people are interested in. A lot of people are going to be coming in back probably first game of the year for them or only game of the year for them. 
and you circle this one on the calendar every year. It's a perfect game. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the homecoming game always brings a lot of people back. They they come back, and some people circle the homecoming game as their one game they make it out to or uh, one of the one uh, games they make it out to. But uh, Western Kentucky just has a little bit of extra edge on it. Uh, it's always an exciting game, and I know folks are really looking forward to that one. Okay, so the homecoming parade is coming up Thursday. And your co-grand marshals for homecoming fit perfectly with the theme. They since, do. Uh, you're, you're bringing in Bob Lang. You're bringing in Gary Ray. Um, they are retired NASA engineers. This is um, first thing I'm thinking is okay. Marshall's getting into the NASA business. That was my first <laughs> thought here. I see the the rocket theme. I see the co-grand marshals, and I'm thinking, okay, Marshall's getting a space program. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. Uh, Bob and Gary, uh, they're, they're already in town uh, checking out the sites and. Uh, I'll tell you, they were, uh, for, for a couple of guys that have sent men to the moon and, and been a part of space shuttle launches and everything involved, you know, space-related, they uh, they relayed to us that this was one of, they were most excited to come in and be the Grand Marshals for this. And I'm like, really? This is this is the highlight of your career when you sent uh, people to space? But they're, they're very excited to be in town this week. Wait a minute. These men have pushed the boundary of science. They have. These men are uh, going to go down in history books. And they're excited. That's saying something. It is. That's what Marshall University is all about. So um, was it deliberate to, you know, when you were looking for co-grand marshals or grand marshals? Uh, you know, were you trying to tie it all in together? What was the thinking here? You know, uh, Bob and Gary have been around. Uh, they've they've uh, been around Marshall and, and, you know, have just been involved in a lot of things we've done in the past. And, you know, when we were putting together this theme, the Marshall and beyond and, and where we're looking to go, you know, they were uh, two – people that just rose to the, straight to the top, people we wanted to be a part of this, and uh, tying them in with what we're doing this week was just uh, icing on the cake, really. So past, present, future, that's the theme. We know the past. We're living the present. What can you tell me about the future? Give me something. Give me Just give me something over everybody else. I mean, all you have to do is look around campus. I mean, you see buildings going up, the Stephen J. Cop Hall, it's going up. You know, the, the baseball stadium's coming to Huntington. Uh, the, the new business school we're going to be getting. All you have to do is look and, and see the buildings going up, the, the programs, the renovations on campus, the student centers being renovated. There's just a lot of growth going on, not only on campus, but in Huntington. And that's part of that Marshall and beyond, that, that future of where Marshall can go. I was trying to get you to slip up and give me something you're not supposed to. Well, you know, uh, I, I may have to stay away from that one, but people will find that out, find that out at the game on Saturday. Okay, big uh, big announcement coming up the game. Uh, you've had fun teasing that, I'm sure. We have. We've had a lot of fun with it. It's it's really tying in, you know, that, again, that Marshall and Beyond theme, where Marshall can go, the dreams of where Marshall can go. And uh, it's going to tie into a lot of the stuff you've been seeing, you know, uh, Marshall rising in national prestige, some of the awards they've been winning, plus the, the growth on campus in Huntington. And it's all going to tie into uh, to just where Marshall can go. I can say it's going to really impact um, our alumni, our uh, our students, and, and really make them proud to be sons and daughters of Marshall. It feels like Marshall's been very aggressive over these last few years. Um, Marshall's always been a, a great place to get an education. I think Absolutely. that's fair to say. Uh, we love Marshall. At the end of the day, no matter what good or bad thing I say about athletics, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I love Marshall, you love Marshall, we love Marshall. But Marshall has so much room for growth, and we haven't seen that until recently. Uh, do you feel that we're seeing now that aggressive push to, to grow Marshall to the point where it can be a, a major regional. I, mean, I know the, the goal one day may become a national university. I mean, you know, is that the ultimate goal here? What's 
What's the push? I mean, all you have to do is look at, uh, you know, where some of the announcements that's been made, you know, the research um, that the Marshall's been doing, plus, you know, they were recently recognized as one of the top, you know, institutions in the country. Um, and again, tying that back into all the all the things that are happening on campus, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of big dreaming going on right now about what Marshall can do and where they can go in the future. And, and you're already seeing it happening. And uh, it's just going to continue to uh, to grow. And a lot of big announcements coming up soon that are really going to uh, take Marshall um, Marshall and beyond. <laughs> From an alumni standpoint, uh, it's important that the the alumni are involved. I mean, that's a, an avenue of growth for Marshall that can always be, you know, improved. And that really, when you're a member of the Alumni Association or you're part of what's going on as an alum, it, it really helps move the ball forward. Absolutely. Our, our alumni base is already, you know, greatly involved. They do a lot of great things, um, not just on campus, in their, in their communities with a lot of our alumni chapters around the country. And, uh, you know, we just encourage them to, uh, to continue reaching out and, and doing great things in Marshall's name. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like I said, great chapters around the country that do great things in their community. They bring uh, students here to Marshall. Um, they raise a lot of money for Marshall. They, they just do great things in their communities. And that, uh, you know, especially um, here in Huntington, there's a lot of that going on. So, uh, yeah, our alumni do great things and, and are really helping propel Marshall into the future. And, uh, and, and they just are... Uh, they're, they're great to work with. Now, the big event we mentioned, or at least one of the big events, is the Homecoming Parade, and that's going to be followed by the uh, Pep Rally and Bonfire. Um, those are just some of the highlights of what you've got. you got a full jam-packed week. I mean, we got Herd Madness coming up tonight. Uh, I'm surprised you even had time to come over here for a few. Exactly. Uh, you know, we've been staying pretty busy. There's a lot of great events this week. Uh, you mentioned the parade on Thursday. Um, uh, Thursday afternoon, it's just going to be a uh, it's going to be a really big parade. It's been growing over the past couple of years, and uh, we're actually a little bit excited. We're going to do a live stream of the parade uh, for folks that can't make it in for the the parade itself um, on on Marshall's uh, social media sites. We're going to be live streaming it so people can watch, um, you know, our all the great floats and bands that are in town for that, and then of course the bonfire that night. Um, and then, of course, that continues throughout the week. Uh, the weekend on Friday, we have our big picnic on the plaza. There's the, the Pride Gala Friday night. And then on Saturday, we kick things off really early with our Stampede 5K. Nothing like uh, kicking off homecoming morning with a little jog around campus. And then our, uh, our Marshall Family Tailgate, which we're really excited about this year. That starts at 1130 on Saturday, and uh, it, it brings all our entire Marshall family together. Students, alumni, all of our groups um, coming together um, on campus to celebrate before the game kicks off at 2.30. Larry Crumbs with us with the longest title of anyone who's been on the show recently, the Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for Marshall University Alumni Association. Uh, what all does that entail? Well, um, what I do is I really uh, try to bring events and programs to uh, well, exactly what my title says. You know, um, I, I help work with a lot of our uh, our groups on campus. Um, you know, our student affairs groups and, and and our alumni groups around the country, and and try to bring events. Um, our, our team works together to put on different events around the country, and then of course, uh, uh, just ways to get alumni involved. Simple. Right, exactly. easy, easy. Exactly. Uh, I know um, you've got a lot of groups all over the country that uh, you work with, uh, quarterback clubs and uh, exactly. watch parties, and but it's it's more than just sports. It is, um, you know, sports is a part of it, but a lot of our groups, you know, a lot of people don't know that when they get involved, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunities outside of sports in their community. Um, the the chorus, the band, 
Um, a lot of groups like that do travel um, travel to different areas. You know, some of the deans, the president, he goes and makes appearance, appearances at different chapters around the country. And, and we try to bring a little bit of everything, not just football, not just basketball and, and sports like that, but we also try to bring um, programming that's uh, not athletic-related to sort of mix and match, and, and people really like that mixture that we uh, that we bring to the different chapters around the country. Larry Crumb's with us. Okay, I can't get it out of you, right? You're not going to give me any insight of all the big announcements. So, so, all right. So here's the – nah, I can't really do that. I just be there on Saturday. There's going to be uh, not only the announcement, but we have some enhancements to the game that are going to make it exciting. A couple uh, couple fun things that you don't usually see at a Marshall game. That, you mean the, the bobblehead that you didn't bring me? No, no, no bobblehead, but a couple other things that people will be really excited about. Okay, now I want to know. I mean, I, I know about the bobblehead. Yeah, exactly. Well, just have to be there on Saturday, I guess. I thought I would get a bobble. I thought you. Would br- I mean, the reason you were coming over is to, to bring me the bobblehead. Well, I mean, I'll find you one. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> uh, the fact you, yeah, I know that's a little thing we can talk about, but that's pretty cool. You know, it's a simple thing, but you know, kids like that stuff as well. Little giveaways. Yeah, little giveaways. There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff like that at the games and the events that take place throughout uh, homecoming week and. Uh, yeah, we're just really excited about all the things we have going on all throughout the week. Okay, um, I'm going to find out about all this stuff during the commercial break, and I'll be sworn to secrecy when we continue. Exactly. Uh, Doc Holliday's coming up next. Larry, good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Larry Crumbs with us, the Associate Director of Alumni Events and Programs for the Marshall University Alumni Association. Doc Holliday, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. You know, Tuesdays are our opportunity to get a chance to talk to Doc Holliday, find out what he knows and is willing to share about the upcoming game. Can't give all away his secrets, but we did get a little insight on this week's opponent. The focus is on Western Kentucky, and uh, we've got some of the highlights of today's press conference. And uh, we start with Doc Holliday's opening statement. He always announces the team captains. Captains for this week are uh, Brendan Knox and Levi Brown on offense. Uh, defensively, we've got uh, Amari Cobb and Channing Hames. Uh, you know, I think if you look at that, uh, not think, you look at uh, the Western Kentucky uh, football team, that uh, you know, coach has done tremendous. Tyson's done a great job with that team. Uh, you know, he's they're well coached. They're uh, they get lined up properly. They make plays. They're not taking care. They're taking care of the football and doing all things that uh, excellent football teams do. So it's going to be a great challenge for us. Uh, we're excited to get going. Excited to be back at home and uh, looking forward to to a great game. One of the questions Doc answered was about how much easier it is to get up for the game with Western Kentucky. Well, I think our kids, you know, like I say, you know, last week didn't have an issue getting them going on that one. This week should be different. I mean, you know, if you're you're a competitor and you know you got a football team that's got dreams and expectations, this is one you you better get up for. And they will, they will. Our kids, uh, you know, they'll get up, and they'll be ready to play, as as I'm sure you know Western will as well. So, big exciting game, gonna be homecoming, I guess. So, you know, we're anxious to. It'll be a great crowd, and our guys will be anxious to play. Now, last week, there was a lot of energy on the field. A lot of the Florida kids got to go home, their family, friends there, playing against guys that uh, they grew up with, went to school with, played against. So a lot of excitement, a lot of energy in that game. And maybe the energy caused a couple of penalties. Uh, Doc addressed that 
I mean, the penalties didn't hurt the thundering herd this time, but he did address that and hopes that they're, they're going to be able to cut down on that and not have that problem for this game. Well, you have to. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're playing a game, you know, it could have hurt us, it could have, lost, it could have cost us a week ago, you know, and you just can't do that. I mean, you know, and a couple of them are aggressive penalties that uh, you just got to eliminate. And anytime you play a, a you know, excellent football team, and it's, I've always said there's two or three plays that when you get down to two or three plays and make a difference, win or lose in that game, just like that one last week was. So you, know, you can't afford to, you can't afford to have critical penalties in critical times. And uh, we'll, we've talked to about that. We've worked on that, and uh, that's got to get corrected as well. Marshall running back Brendan Knox earned the Offensive Player of the Week award after his 220-yard game against FAU. We've talked about it earlier, how his performance uh, set up by the offensive line a little bit, but for the most part, Brendan has just been amazing to watch, and uh, Doc talks about his performance. You know, just uh, how great it is for a a guy – that's a he just you know he works so hard. He's such a great kid. He does everything right, you know, and uh, just for great things to happen for kids like that, it's special. And uh, you know, you, I've said before, you know, you know what you're gonna get out of him every every Saturday and every day. And uh, he's just a consistent, consistent person. The way he lives his life, the way he goes to work every day, and uh, and it shows on the field. So he's a he's a really a really. I mean, there were situations there last week where guys were in position to make plays and. He just, uh, you know, didn't make him because of who he is, and uh, he'll be. It'll, he's going to have to have a great game as well, you know, this Saturday against Western because they're going to get the extra guy in the box at times too, and as as the other team last week did, and uh, it's going to be one on one with Knox, and he's got to finally make a play. And that is one of the challenges this week for Marshall is that Western Kentucky defense, and Doc talks a little bit about why it's improved. Well, Clayton White, who played. I was coaching NC State. He was a player for us. Was a coordinator a year ago, and he stayed on. And he's done a nice job with that defense. And uh, you know, they were they were solid defensively a year ago. You know, they uh, a year ago. Uh, you know, we had Brady had to make a big play there at the, to, to beat him. And you know, a lot of those guys are back. And uh, you know, they're running the same. It wasn't like hiring a new coach. They brought in changed everything defensively because the coordinator stayed. So they're again, Clayton's done a great job of coaching those guys up. You know, they do a great job tackling in space, and uh, they got some good players over there. And they're not—they're similar to the, you know, like Old Dominion a little bit. That they're, you know, they do a good job of stopping the run, and, and most of the plays against them have been uh, chunk plays down the field. Doc was also asked about the run defense specifically being the strength of this Westford, this Western Kentucky defensive side. Well, the front seven is really good. They got really good players. It starts up front, you know, those defensive linemen. There, you know, not a whole lot of guys have. have had success blocking them, and they're talented guys. And you know, like I said, a defensive coordinator Clayton, he's got does a good job of getting there. They hold their gaps, you know, their gap sound. They, they get where they're supposed to be, and they do what they're coached to do. And uh, so, you know, we got to do the same. And he talked about that on the flip side. Don talked about how good the Marshall defense has been over the last couple of weeks. If you look at the last two games, I mean, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but they've given up like 84 yards rushing in the last two games total. You know, and that's I think it's one point whatever per rush. So, anytime you can stop the run, which we've done the last two weeks, and teams become one-dimensional, then uh, you know we had 15 sacks, you know, in the last two weeks, and that's that's critical. And uh, try somehow we got to find a way to get pressure on this guy because he can throw it. And that guy he's talking about is the challenge this week, and it's Western Kentucky University quarterback Ty Story. Doc talks about his background. Yeah, he played at Arkansas. You know, he's a guy that's played in the SEC, and you know he's got he's playing with a lot of confidence, and and he's doing what they're asking him to do. And but there's no doubt he's uh, 
he's controlling, you know, he's he's got control of that offense and he's playing with a lot of confidence. Now, one of the biggest plays in the game against FAU was the Stephen Gilmore interception on the final play of the night. Now, Doc talks about his performance. He's pretty excited for him. Well, what a game that Gilmore kid played. I mean, not only – he was our missile on our punt team and made him and Micah made about every play, you know. And you know, he just he's – a, he's a competitor. He's a – you know, he's got it. You know, if he – he's like, you know, his brother had two last night in, for the Patriots. I'm not saying he's a brother at all, but – you know, if he was six foot like your six one like his brother, he probably wouldn't be here. He'd be at uh, he'd be at South Carolina or somewhere. But uh, he's a hell of a football player that's got the it, you know. And he's a he's a competitor and uh, he's just a really really good football player. And he played that way. He was one of our defensive champions, you know, as, um, you know this past week. So that's, it was great to see. You know, Doc likes it when he says you've got it. I mean, that's one thing he looks for. Whatever it is, if you got it and he sees it, he likes it. So it's a big thing for him, and he's got it. And, yeah, you know what he's talking about, even though you really can't verbalize what it is. If a guy's got it, he's got it. Now, uh, another guy, who I'm going to say he's got it as well. And it was another big moment in the game. You've got sophomore quarterback Chris Robinson for FAU getting sacked in the end zone by Tyler Brown. Tyler Brown on the linebacking side gets in there, gets the sack, Marshall at that point gets a 22-17 lead on the scoreboard. Doc talked about the play of Brown. Had two sacks, you know, and uh, just plays well. Plays, you know, he's like Knox. You know, you know what you're going to get. You know, every every day with him, he's going to go to work, and you know exactly what you're going to get. A guy that goes extremely hard and plays really hard, and he's getting better. I guess he, you know, he's he probably had this is probably the first year he's played a lot. Like he was a quarterback all through his high school career, and started out in college as a quarterback. So there's a guy that's starting to feel, you know, get his feet wet and understand the game at linebacker, and uh, he's playing well. And he played on the couple, uh, you know, he's on two or three special teams as well. So he's playing a lot of football for us. Didn't say he had it, but I think he has it. I'm going to go ahead and say Tyler Brown's got it. I'm declaring it. All right, uh, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, it was fun. Looking forward to it again tomorrow. Uh, we'll have more player reaction. Uh, also, we will look ahead to Western Kentucky, get a preview with the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Randy Lee is going to join us on the program tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, we're getting closer and closer to kickoff homecoming game between Marshall and Western Kentucky. And we'll have that for you right here. Uh, we'll be on the air bright and early on Saturday. So, Rest up on Friday. We got game day on Saturday. For our producer Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And don't forget, you can always catch the show wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast is where you get The Drive. Again, for Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.